Welcome to Sunburnt Country Music, interviews with Australian country music artists. My name is Sophie and I have been interviewing Australian country music artists for over a decade and I still love it. I love their stories, I love their insights and I love their music. So I hope you enjoy hearing from them on this podcast. Ella and Sienna are a duo from South Australia who released the single Saved earlier this year. They now have a new single, The City, in July, and we're going to talk about that and some other things. Hello, Ella, and hello, Sienna. Hi. Hi. Thanks for having us. Lovely to talk to you again because we talked in August, I think it was. I was checking um, earlier today. And now you have just performed at uh, Groundwater Country Music Festival in Queensland as the winners of the 2022 Groundwater Kicks Start competition. How was the festival? It was amazing. It was so fun. There were so many artists that we got around to seeing as well as performing our own set on the big stage, which was just amazing. So it was a great weekend. And I, from what I understand, it's a free festival. So it's just like people just compile in from everywhere. Yeah, absolutely. It's kind of like Tamworth in the way that there's just music everywhere. They have quite a few different stages. Um, they have like all markets set up and everything. So it's just a really great atmosphere. Um, and I think, you know, even if you're just like a Gold Coast local walking, I, I wish they had that where we lived. Like it's, it's so cool, really. Look, I live in Sydney and I wish we had it where I live too. So, <laughs> so out of the artists you saw, or when you, I'll start again, when you were heading for Groundwater, was there anyone in particular you wanted to see? Well, we love Andrew Swift. We've seen him a couple of times, so he was definitely on the bucket list to see. Yeah, I um, think um, Gina Jeffries as mm-hmm. well because um, we've done a mentoring session with her before, but also as part of the Kickstart competition, we get to work with her again. Um, so definitely seeing her live for the first time um, was on our bucket list, which was awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, Travis Collins yeah, was really Travis good, Collins, really good. Yeah. So, yeah, definitely a lot of big names, a lot of big artists that we loved. And so for that competition, the Groundwater Kickstart competition, was it a matter of submitting recorded material or did you actually have to go through live competition rounds? Yeah, well, that one we just recorded um, our a little bathroom um, yeah, version <laughs> of our original song. And, yeah, it was really cool. We just sent it in. It was very, very casual. Yep. We, just, we just had a lot of fun with it um, this year. We actually applied last year as well. Um, but this year, you know, we had a new country song um, that we'd written that's not released yet. And we, yeah, we were getting into the habit of doing like little snippets of covers and stuff for our Instagram that we just recorded in our bathroom. And we thought, why not give it a go for the kicks thing? Um, so, yeah just sat and recorded it and we never even thought you know that we'd make it to the top 10 um so we're very very honored that we were picked as their winners very grateful so how does it feel to do that kind of content where you as you said you're recording snippets in the bathroom it's not something that that musical artists have really had to think about before so is it now like second nature to you or does it still take a bit of adjusting that knowing that you're going to film something that will just go out on video and you have no idea where it will end up a bit like what we're doing now. <laughs> yeah, no, it's it's tricky. I guess we don't really think about it too much. Um, but there's definitely, you know, you could put together a 30-minute blooper reel of Sienna and I probably just laughing at each other um, the whole time. So it, it's tricky, you know, to get a good take because we are perfectionists. But um, in the end, if it was a live performance, you know, you just got to roll with what happens. So um, we try our best and, yeah, that's all we can do. I suppose it's also the fact you have to keep coming up with material. Um, that's part of the pressure. And I know if you were 
doing a lot of live shows, you would you would have your set list and everything. But I guess the internet demands new content. So Sienna, maybe a question for you is it do you ever feel like, oh no, I've got to come up with something else to perform? Yeah, definitely. Social media is such a big part of the music industry these days. So it is kind of exhausting always having to come up with new things and new post ideas and stuff because it is such a big part of it. Um, And it's not something that I love doing, but I do love playing music. So the covers is something that I don't mind doing at all. Do you have uh, some covers that you've done that have made their way into your set list that they started off as, as Instagram covers? Yeah, actually, in um, 2020, when the lockdown started happening, uh, we did like Facebook lockdown live streams. Um, and that kind of turned into like a weekly thing um, where everyone would kind of throw requests at us and we'd do our best to either learn them in the week or just like play them on the fly. Um, and yeah, some of them have definitely stuck in our set list and, you know, we still play. People have great suggestions. Yeah. <laughs> And for those who don't know your background, you're both you know, very experienced musicians. You're young people, but you have been playing music a lot of your lives. So I would imagine that someone throwing it a request at you, it doesn't daunt you to have to learn it within the week. At no, the, at the start, start it did a little bit, but uh-huh. now we're a bit more practiced. So, <laughs> yeah. And do you find when you're uh, when you're learning songs like that that you're trying to come up with an Ella and Sienna version of it? Like you're not trying to do just a straight cover? Yeah, definitely. Like, obviously, the songs we're doing are amazing in their original form, but we do like to switch it up. We obviously were a duo, so we add harmonies in. Yeah, it kind of happens naturally in that sense because, like, two voices and we always, you know, get to choose which parts and where we want the harmonies. So, yeah. So just on the, I, I digressed a little bit because I was, I'd asked you about that competition, the groundwater competition. And I also noticed that you won the North Queensland Rock and Country Reboot competition this year. Okay. And that's quite a mouthful for one thing, but I'm also wondering what went into that. Yeah, that was kind of a similar thing. I think it was a video of an original song that hasn't been released yet again. And we just chucked it up on Instagram, tagged them. And they had four judges um, judging the entrance. Uh, who were they again? Do you remember who they are? Casey Barnes. Fanny Lumsden. Fanny. Becky Cole. Mm-hmm. Adam Harvey. Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay, just a few, you know, lightweights. Yeah. Yeah, 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 all big names. <laughs> so they were all judging the entries. And then they picked three finalists to fly up to Mackay to play at their festival. So that was really cool. We got chosen as the finalists. And then when we were up there, we played a set of a couple songs and then it was people's choice and they chose us. So we are very grateful for that, yeah. Oh, fantastic. Um, So did did that mean you were performing again at that particular festival? Because I'm thinking you're now racking up quite a few festival appearances. Yeah, a part of that prize was that we got to play a main stage as well, which was amazing as part of the last day of the festival. So that was really, really cool. Yeah. Are you finding that you're nervous playing those sorts of gigs? I suppose it would be normal to be nervous, but you have been on The Voice, which is a pretty nerve-wracking experience in itself. That is true. Um, I think there's always a little bit of nerves, and I also think a little bit of nerves is healthy um, because it's just, I guess, it's just yourself saying, we really want to do well at this one. Like we really, it's kind of, I call it performance adrenaline that you get instead of nerves because nerves kind of has like this negative stigma about Mm -hmm. it. It's like, no. Um, But yeah. Always a little bit nervous. <laughs> yeah, it is good. It is good to have that little edge, I think. Um, but it, a lot of this activity, including the voice, suggests that you're not averse to a competitive 
situation. Um, so I'm wondering if that too gives you a little bit of that performance adrenaline that you, when you know you're in a competition. Yeah, well, Sienna's very competitive. I'm very competitive. <laughs> I, play, I play netball and basketball outside of all my music commitment, so I'm very competitive. But when we're playing music, I don't feel like it's really a competition with anything because music is so subjective. So we just always try and do our best and we just want to give a good performance to the people that are listening. Yeah, I think with music especially, like we – out of all the competitions we've done, um, which are like we have done quite a few now, um, the country industry is so supportive of emerging artists and they have so many opportunities. So um, I guess we've just always had the mindset to just, you know, throw our hat in the ring um, with no expectations and just see what comes of it. Have you ever found uh, as you were growing up that you were competitive with each other as musicians or as songwriters that, that it actually helped you improve because you were you could bounce off each other in a way and, and see your level rising? That's a good question. There's definitely some elements of competition, um, but I guess as a duo, mm-hmm. um, yeah, we kind of know each other's strengths and weaknesses really well um, now and we can, you know, we'll always fight about which parts of the song we want to sing because we're sisters and, you know, there's always the bits that, um, you know, one person want to have. It's like, no, I want to have that one. Mm-hmm. But um, I think when it comes to performing, we usually agree um, mm-hmm. quite a lot because just we know each other so well. Yeah, and we just try and push each other and we're on the same team. So it's not really a competitive kind of thing because we're doing it together and, Yeah. Yeah. Well, certainly, I mean, your standard, you've released three singles this year, I think, and each of them extremely good. So I'm, I was just curious as to whether there was something within the family dynamic, which meant maybe you were pushing each other. But we'll talk about the new single, which is The City in July. And Sienna, it sounds like you either wrote this entirely or at least you kicked it off. Yeah, I definitely kicked this one off. I wrote most of the song and then we went down to Tasmania to record with Matt Fell in, I think it was May. Mm-hmm. And we had a whole heap of other songs that we were recording and then we had an extra day and Ella was like, hey, we could record another one. It, had, about- been, <laughs> it had been stuck in my head for mm-hmm. weeks. What about that little piano <laughs> melody you've been playing around the house? But it didn't have a bridge. So the night before with a guitar with three strings that Ella grabbed off the wall, we sat down and wrote a bridge together. And then, yeah, we just recorded it, worked on the arrangement in the studio with Matt and, yeah, turned out pretty well, I think. <laughs> So Ella, after hearing the, the the piano tune for a little while, were you just thinking, do something with that song just to get it out of all of our way? Absolutely. She had, we usually have a music room, which like, you know, is outside, doesn't disturb the family. Um, but Sienna, I remember she had her piano inside for a couple of weeks and this was right in the lead up to Tasmania. And all I could hear was the dum da 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 dum dum over and over and over like I was like does this song have any words <laughs> but um when we went to Tasmania yeah it was like that song didn't make the cut originally um but I because I'd heard it so much I was like you know this actually has a bit of potential and it you know it can get stuck in people's heads so um yeah we refined it we did the arrangement brought it to Matt and he loved it so um yeah really positive response on that one so when you saw that guitar with three strings, I hope they were the three strings you actually liked the most. <laughs> <laughs> it was actually helpful. There was just, you know, 
being a producer, we were staying at Matt Fell's Airbnb. So I was like, there's got to be a guitarist because we he has, you know, 50 million guitars. So I didn't bring my own, but I was like, there's got to be a guitar here somewhere. And sure enough, there was one hanging on the wall and it just had the three. It was obviously just for decoration, yeah. uh, but, you know, <laughs> it had the three low strings. So you can actually hear that was probably, yeah, right. a bit of, you know, the influence from just having the three low strings and just doing the power chords um, that is quite low, like, low end heavy i guess through throughout the whole song so um i reckon i'll credit that to you know the guitar with only three strings <laughs> <laughs> well it also shows that you're adaptable songwriters you weren't looking at that guitar and thinking oh i really need all six strings it's like, or maybe it's just testament to your musical backgrounds that that you feel like you can make music out of whatever's in front of you Pretty much. I mean, I guess we just, if, if we didn't even have the guitar, we would have got our phones out with the little piano apps and yeah. figured something out. So there's always a way. <laughs> so Sienna, when you have a motif like that running through your head and actually, you know, playing it on the piano, were you thinking this will turn into something or was it just something that wouldn't leave you alone? So you just wanted to keep playing it? Yeah. Well, the start of this one, I was just, I came up with the little hook and I was like, that's kind of cool. And then I started writing and I was like, you know, this is kind of cool. Like when you start writing a songs, uh, I never tried to put any pressure on it or like go, this is the best song I'm ever going to write. So it just kind of flowed. And I was like, you know what? This isn't too bad. And Ella was actually the one who pushed us. She was like, oh, this could be like really good. But I was like, oh, it's just like a little piano ballad, like singer songwriter kind of thing. But she put the guitar palm muting in and it sounded really cool. And we built from that. So yeah, I, I didn't really have that much expectation from it, but it turned out pretty cool. So this song has quite a dreamy quality to it in a way that your other songs don't. So Ella, I'm wondering whether that came from your contribution to it, because it does feel like you've sort of, because it is a, it is about a song about being in love and, and summery. And I'm thinking the timing of release is not coincidental because we're coming into summer. So I'm wondering if you had that in mind, wanting to create that summer hazy feeling. I think this song was definitely uh, for me, you know, one, I just, I just always pictured like, you know, someone with their headphones in, just like staring out the car window, just like wherever they were, it's just kind of a, in your mind, experiencing whatever feelings it is quite relaxing and it's quite happy and um, all different emotions. But yeah, I guess it was very calm for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It certainly has that feeling to it. Um, so now I'm, well, it sounds like, or have you worked through all the songs you've recorded with Matt? Is, is there anything left to release? There is. Yeah. Oh, okay. We have some more <laughs> releases coming very soon. Right. And we're super excited about it. So people can just follow us on our Instagram and Facebook to keep up to date with all our releases, just our Ella and Sienna. And, yeah, super exciting things coming. I was going to say, are you about to head back into the studio? But it sounds like not quite yet. Not yet. We do have a few studio dates yeah. coming up, but I think the main um, – the main goal at the moment is just writing more songs, <laughs> writing, 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 because, you know, it's just, it's practice. Um, so, yeah, just getting creative. Do you find that your songwriting doesn't necessarily follow a set trajectory? Like with this latest song, Sienna came up with this piano melody and then you added to it or do you, so is every song a bit different? There's no, you can't predict which one, which way they'll come out. 
Yeah, I definitely think it is like that. Sometimes Ella will have an idea and she'll work on it entirely by herself and then we'll come together on the arrangement and other times I'll do the same, but sometimes we kind of work off each other when we've got kind of the same idea and see where it's going. It just really depends it's on the very, song. It's very, very random. Yeah. <laughs> Do you find, because as I mentioned, you've both been playing music for a while and you are inherently musical creatures, do you find yourself daydreaming about music, I guess, when you're not writing a song or you're not playing an instrument or singing? Yes, definitely, definitely. all the time. <laughs> and when we're not daydreaming, we're listening to music, Taylor Swift all the time, 24-7. <laughs> yeah, we coming back it. from Groundwater as well, like <laughs> very inspired. Um, I know like you know, I took a quick trip to work today and I just went through the groundwater playlist and was listening to all the artists again, just soaking it in as much as I could. Um, because there's so much in the storytelling, especially of country music that you can kind of, um, yeah, just take a real influence from and um, that'll help your songwriting as well. So you've mentioned Taylor Swift, therefore I have to ask you both about Midnight's <laughs> and your opinion of it. And please do tell me 3am edition versus original edition. Take me through it. Uh, we love it. Love. I think it's really cool. It's like kind of a mixture of all like lover, reputation, 1989, and a bit of folklore as well. It's just amazing stuff coming from her, as always. As always, yeah. Yep. We didn't know what to expect with the new one, mm. but we knew it was going to be good. Uh, <laughs> and, um, yeah, it was quite funny with the when she released the whole bunch of other songs. We were, we'd been on the conspiracy side of TikTok and oh. um, we knew that there, there could be something with a double album because – Taylor's a bit of a mad woman in the fact that, you know, albums usually have about 12 songs on them. Mm-hmm. Um, and she usually has about 20 something songs on an mm-hmm. album. So I, when we heard that she was only releasing 13, it was a little bit questionable. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I was trying to do an essay at the time for uni and um, I'd already listened to the first 13 songs. I was like, okay, I've got to get on and do some work now. And then she released another seven. And I was like, oh, goodness, <laughs> now I have more to listen to. Yeah, we've listened to it about 20 times since. And yeah, we love it. It's great. Well, particularly because her release time at midnight and then 3 a.m. was in the middle of our waking hours, so very hard to resist. So do you? Um, so I'll ask each of you your favourite song. Ella, you first. Possibly an unfair question from that album. Am I? I know which one you're going to pick, though. Yeah. Should I pick something different? Yeah. This is really. Hard. It changes all the time. It changes all the time. Oh, that's true. I love. For me too. I love you're on your own, kid. Yeah, yeah, and you, Sienna. I've got to say Mastermind from the first time I heard it, that one's just really stuck with me and, yeah. I know someone else who picked Mastermind too, which is intriguing from a lyrical point of view because is it is it her being confessional about who she really is, I guess? Yeah, I think it's just really cool how she flips it at the end. I love that part. And, yeah, the confessions, it just feels so personal and intimate, but it's still relatable. I, I love that. I think that, like, storytelling thing as well mm. where she flips it at the end yeah. is a very, like, old Taylor thing to do. Like, if you listen to her Fearless album, she almost does every song, yeah. like, Love Story does it. Yeah. Um, what's the other one? The Wedding one. Speak Now Speak does now, it. When yep. she flips the perspective right at the end, it's a really cool thing to do. So I'll ask you one more Taylor question before I ask you about the rest of your <laughs> musical year. Uh, folklore or Evermore, which one's better? <laughs> I love folklore. Folklore will always be my little, that was like my year 12, yeah. you know, I was class of COVID and folklore was my whole soundtrack to my graduating year. So yeah, I'm going to have to say folklore as well. Evermore does have some great songs that I love, like 
tolerate it. Oh, I love tolerate it and champagne problems. You can pick Evermore if you want because no, I've picked folklore. No, but folklore, folklore, I love every <laughs> single song that it's great. Yeah. Um, well, I'm an Evermore person, but we'll have to agree to disagree there. Uh, so <laughs> you have some shows coming up the rest of this year, including the Sale Country Music Festival. So that's another festival. Do you prefer festival shows or it's just a different kind of show? I think we love any show we can play with our band, to be honest. Um, yeah, our, we were, you know, messaging our band, the whole of Groundwater, saying we have to get a spot next year so you guys can come up and play. Um, it's just so much fun having the boys up there and, and just really brings that next level to our original music. So, um, yeah, this little tour that's coming up, it's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah, we do love playing our own gigs as well, though, because people are really listening and sing a song around. Yeah, stuff, it's just yeah. really great. But also festival gigs are awesome because there's a whole lineup and people that have come to see other artists come to see you as well and you get to see the artists. So yeah. new audience. Yeah, it's yeah. it's great both either way. So does that mean you're heading for Tamworth? Yes, Absolutely. Definitely. Yes. We're, we're going to have excited. quite a few shows in Tamworth. Yeah. I know we're doing the Kicks Country live in the park on the Thursday night mm-hmm. um, as part of the Kickstart competition. So that's already going to be a highlight even knowing that we're on the bill for that one so and also you get to see some other artists including perhaps the judges of the uh the reboot competition you never know i'm sure they will be there that's yeah. true yeah <laughs> well i will leave it there because i'm sure i'll have things to talk to you about in the future but the latest single is the city in july people can listen to that and go and see you live and listen to it as well ella and sienna thanks for talking to me thanks so much thank you so much for having us Thanks for listening to the Sunburnt Country Music Podcast. For more Australian country music interviews and reviews and other things, go to sunburntcountrymusic.com or to Sunburnt Country Music on Instagram, Facebook and TikTok.